0: Welcome to the podcast TV with my mom, the podcast where me and my mom talk about TV.
1: And other things in our life of joy. Hi mom. Hello Rachel. How you doing? I'm a little more jazzed up than you are today.
0: (laughs) I'm worried that I'm getting a cold because everybody else I know has a cold and I'm trying not to get it myself.
1: Don't spit on me or sneeze at me or, you know, drink after me or before me. I'm just going to drink my tea. Okay. I don't like sitting this close to sickos. My tea too hot. My too hot. <laughs> okay,
0: um, welcome back after the holiday break that we had—just that one week off. Like we always actually have a week off between podcasts, but mm-hmm. we had a lovely holiday. Did you have a lovely holiday? It was a, it was a uh,
1: lovely holiday. <laughs> it I, was a lovely holiday with Mary. Mom and I saw the new Mary Poppins. We did, and it was. It was okay. It was enjoyable. It was enjoyable. These new songs. I kind of miss the old songs. I know, but it's a new movie. I know. I didn't care for them. I thought that the I thought the new songs were good. If it's a new movie, then it was it was a good movie. I was going to give a spoiler, so I can't. Was your
0: favorite Christmas present that you received that weird wooden owl? that's sitting over there now <laughs>
1: um i forget that i have it sometimes maybe we could take a picture and post it on the insta story it's so freaking um, creepy it's very creepy and last night i was um i went over there for something and i just out of the corner of my eye saw it and i scared myself and i was like jesus christ is this thing possessed <laughs>
0: it might be it was purchased it at is an not, antique store it's not
1: possessed it's fine it's a good spirit okay where I'm going with that. Sure. It's either that or I'm going to throw it out the back door. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sing our uh, segment theme song. Um, I don't have anything planned. So it's just going to be my rendition of a rap. (laughs) Rap it. That's it. (laughs) TV news. TV news is not a snooze. Oh, good job. With Rachel on the cruise. Get it? Sure. Cruising for TV newsin'? Oh, I got ya. Yeah, don't keep that in.
0: <laughs> you know, whenever you tell me to not keep something in, that I keep it in. It's sad. <laughs> um, my TV news this week, two things. One, on Friday the 28th, Netflix released a new installment for the Black Mirror series, um, which I enjoy a lot. I, I don't know if you've watched any of it. I heard it was creepy and scary. Black Mirror is very creepy. It's super dark. There are a couple, like, shining bright spots of, like, happiness on the show, but mostly it's dark. And they released a new series called Bandersnatch that is a movie, but it's, or it's being uh, advertised as a Black Mirror event, and oh. it is a choose-your-own-adventure movie. So while you're watching it, you'll be presented with a do-you-do-this-or-do-you-do-that, and you have to click on the remote and choose. Oh, my God. And there's different endings that you could get to. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it, I'm huh. excited to watch it and try it. Um, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a, a look. See. Yeah, I think. Um, I was thinking about talking about the Golden Globe nominations. Um, but why don't we? Last year we did a Golden Globe rundown where we went through a special. A, you know who we thought was going to win and everything. I don't know if you want to do that again. Not right now. No, not right now. But it'd be too much. We only really. have 23 percent remaining. I in know my battery battery's back. dying. <laughs> So, anyway, I'll keep TV news short and say that that was it, the Bandersnatch thing. If you want to watch it, it's on Netflix. Go for it. And, um, Go for it. Got it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to be talking about on the podcast today, Mom? Well, today, finally, or yesterday, finally, I watched Escape at Dannemora, which we've been teasing people with for the past few weeks.
0: I, you know, I really did think it was Escape to Dannemora. Who would want to go there? Or Nobody. Escape from Dannemora. Well, it's, no. But Danamora these- is the town that the prison is in. Yes. In New York. Correct. Okay. That's all you got? <laughs> well, I was just going to say <laughs> any of those prepositions would work then.
1: It would be, but I don't think you'd want to escape <laughs> to Danamora because anyway, I watched the first episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's way messed up. So,
0: I'll just say that Escape at Danamora is a Showtime show. That um, mini series, Yes. That um, came co- out recently. It happened, um, the escape happened in 2015. So it's based on a true story yes. about a prison break that these two guys escaped from the prison in Dannemora, New York. And that's real near where we live, my, my mom and I. It's right across the pond. Right across the lake. The lake. And... On- um, Oh, God, I thought my computer just died. It didn't. Um, <laughs> and so we paid a lot of attention to the news when that happened because there were these, like, you know, dangerous fugitives on the list. Well,
1: number one, I was laid up at home with a double knee replacement. Yeah, so that both was like – that summer. But, so that was, like, the high point of my day when they'd come out with a special report. What's the update? Day tomorrow. <laughs> and then I'd have to throw the update to people, like, they're still on the loose. Yeah. Still on the run.
0: But – Now Showtime has made a TV show – Based on that story, and it stars um, Benicio Del Toro and Paul Dano as the prison inmates. Mm-hmm. And Patricia Arquette looking like <laughs> she went through <laughs> some stuff
1: to make oh, yeah. herself into this character. Oh, my God. She should get, like, an Emmy for this because you do not know it's her. Well,
0: I do kind of wonder if she's been
1: nominated. I haven't even looked
0: at the Golden she Globes should nominations. But. And it's
1: um, directed by Ben Stiller.
0: Really? Yep. That totally surprises me. Um, best Television Limited Series or Motion Picture Made for Television, *Dana Mora, is nominated in, as mm. for a Golden Globe, and Patricia Arquette is nominated for Best Performance uh, by an Actress in a Limited Series. Well,
1: the whole the first episode. Do you want me to tell you? Well, yeah. Why don't you do a little? Uh, I'll do a tiny synopsis because there's it's pretty creepy. Sure. Um, it starts off with Bonnie Hunt, who we know oh, from um, *Jumanji*. Sure. <laughs> yep. Among others. <laughs> and the mothers, the mother of many children. I mean, tell the show children, I'm sure. Cheaper by the Dozen? Yeah, that's it. Right. It um, <laughs> starts off with with her, and you see her walk into this examination room, exa- like a, uh, anyway. They got Patricia Arquette. You only see the back of her for, like, the first five minutes of the show. Back of Patricia Arquette? Her head. Okay. And she's in, like, a, well, it's Tilly, whatever that is. Tilly was. is her name, yes. Yeah, Tilly is her name. And she's, you can tell that she's in, like, a black and white striped prison Outfit, classic. <laughs> At one point, she raises up her hand. You see that she's handcuffed to the table, but uh, Bonnie Hunt sits down, and she's there. She's like the I don't know uh, inspector of prison reform or something. She's in, I don't know what she does, but she does something. She reports to the governor. Okay, so she's there to interview um, Tilly about what happened in the prison. And so, she, she starts off with they wait for the stenographer to get there. Is that what this is called? It's not the stenographer, the courtroom? guy who types up the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, they wait for her to get there, and then she finally does. And and Tilly's giving like one word answers, and you can. And then they finally go to her face, and she's like, she when Patricia cat talks, she's like barely moving her mouth. It's all very. It looks like she has something wrong with her mouth. Uh huh. I don't know. So they start with that, and Bonnie Hunt's trying to, you know, she asks her, did you have sex with the inmates? And she says no. And then they pause for a little bit because Bonnie Hunt knows she's lying. And then she says, okay, I'm going to ask you questions that I know the answer to, and I'm going to see if you're going to continue to lie to me because I know the answers to these questions I'm going to ask you. So she says, you know, did they ever give you presents? And she said no. And then from there on... It goes back to, you know, day like two months before the, uh, the breakout. So they go to Tilly's house. She's living there with her husband. It's, you know, bleak. I mean. The whole thing starts off with, sorry, before Bonnie Hunt gets there, you're driving through New York, and uh-huh. you remember the wind co- turbines Yeah, that you see when we drive to Aquasasny. It's <laughs> the up- casino in upstate New York. Yeah. Uh, you see all the wind turbines, uh-huh. and then you hear, like, 95, Triple X and oh, really? music from yeah. from that. and So it feels very, like, it's in the right place. It's, in, it's totally in the right place. I mean, I've driven by the prison before, and I've seen the outside of the prison, and it looks, you know... It looks prison-like, high walls, concrete, you know, who can get out of there? But, um, so it turns out Tilly and her husband both work in the prison. He's, I don't know what he does, but she oversees, uh, the prisoners. They're in the sewing machine room, sewing room, where they sew garments. Yep, yeah, tailor-off, tailor room. Yeah, the tailor room. So, um, starts off, and she's not, I'm sorry, but she's, that she's not like a hot mama I mean, she's very She's kind of scary looking She's a little She looks a little rough around the edges Uh huh. I mean, I'm sure she's She pretty. looks like she's been through a lot Yeah, she's been through a lot I'm sure she's pretty
0: <laughs> You mean the actual woman?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't like to put people down I, I, but, understand. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I have before on this show but, Yeah.
0: Anyway. Well, I just want to say that Joyce Tilly Mitchell The woman that this person is based on
1: yeah. The real life person
0: um, is really upset with the way she was portrayed on the show.
1: Well, there's... Um, I mean, her husband is is real portrayed like a real Hicksville, you know, ding-dong.
0: I mean, that's, that's her and Patricia Arquette's depiction of her.
1: It's really close. <laughs> it's pretty close, it's yeah. It's very close. Yeah. But I don't know if she still to this day denies having sex with the inmates. She does or- now, even though at one point she did
0: tell them... She did tell investigators that she had slept with them both.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now she says that that's not true.
1: Well, in the in the thing, she her husband goes to work in his part of the prison, and it's a very, 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 very bleak. It almost looks like you know someplace in Russia in the cold tundra. <laughs>
0: Upstate New York
1: looks like I Soviet mean, it Russia. Just, <laughs> it just looks like the cold. Tundra of bleakness. Oh, I mean, man. Just, Sometimes
0: that's how it feels. Like Siberia.
1: Yeah. So she goes into the thing and it's weird because they go through one checkpoint and then the rest of the time she's just walking freely through the prison. Mm-hmm. I mean I'm sure the dudes are all locked up in their little cages, but mm-hmm. um. Cages. You know what I mean? Else. and um she goes into her sewing machine room there's a or tailor room and there's a guy there's a guard in there mm-hmm. but she sits down at her desk and she said oh what's that guy's name matt uh richard
0: matt i is, think is, benicio del toro plays richard matt and paul dano plays david's sweater suite all right so know.
1: she says inmate suite uh, um i know that we need oil for the something sewing machines so they go and so he's like all right and all the inmates are kind of like smirking or whatever uh-huh. and they go in. she unlocks this door and they go into the room she bends over they have the waggity waggy woo <laughs> <laughs> they definitely go bowling
0: <laughs> you're so ridiculous so you texted me when you were watching and you said it was making you
1: uncomfortable it did because then you know they're finished or whatever and um she goes back out and all the inmates know they had sex so then they do you know they leave that she goes back home with her husband um she spends the weekend they're in plattsburgh they go to plattsburgh to go to some sort of war museum or something that her husband loves and she does it and a friend of her husband's said to him you know there's rumors going around that tilly is um getting very friendly with one of the inmates and so while they're watching this history mu- uh, history thing in Plattsburgh, he turns to her and he says, you know, I heard that you're getting a little friendly with inmate Sweet, or Sweat, mm-hmm. whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. And um, she gets upset, ends up going for a walk, and then she's standing on the street and she sees this dude with two girls, like, outside of a bar, and he's, like, kissing both girls and stuff, and um, she, I think she's daydreaming that she's one of those girls.
0: Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you couldn't blame her for wanting to, you know, experience something interesting. Yeah. Get out of where she is. Yeah.
1: So then the next day, she's at work, and Sweet has talked to the other dude, Benicio Del Toro, Mm -hmm. and he's, like, telling him, you know, what the hell are you doing? You know, why are you... I don't know. I I think he makes him feel like he's too good for screwing the lady. I I don't know what happened. But the next day... Wait, uh, say that again. That made no sense. Well, I think... What's Benicio's name? Matt? Richard Matt. Richard Matt. Talk... They're, they're cellmates. Like, there's a... Well, they're not cellmates, but they're, like, next-door mates. Okay. And I think he gives him some shit for screwing Tilly. I think. Either he does or this other guy does. I don't know. I got confused. So he... Um, Sweet decides not to do that anymore. He's, like, not gonna have the sex with her okay. anymore. Okay. So she calls him into the room the next day or two days later or something, uh-huh. and he's like, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore, and he and he leaves the room, and she's, like, all upset, and I don't really understand. I guess Matt must have talked to him and said, now you need to get her, like, under control. I don't, I mean, she didn't say it, like, in those words, but he made it sound like, you know, I think you should stay friends with her. It might come in handy. I see. You know? So the next day he's busy at his little sewing machine thing and he, and she's upset because he doesn't want to have sex with her anymore. And he hides something under a paper on a clipboard and he goes up to her and he says, you know, I just wanted to let you know that this, uh, we might need something for this machine in another room. And she's like, and he pushes the thing to her and (laughs) she's like, what is this? And he goes, well, you know, take a look. She lifts up the page and he had, Sewn her a tiny little pair of pants. Like. (laughs) The face mama's making. Like a tiny little pair of pants that fit on her fingers. Like Uh, he made her a little gift. A tiny pair of pants. That's silly. It was ridiculous. (laughs) Anyway, they end up going into the other room. She's all smitten again because she got her tiny little pair of pants. And (laughs) they. uh, Okay. What do you think about the show? I was going to tell you where I was uncomfortable
0: because she started. Oh, we're still getting to that. We're getting to that because that's the part where I (laughs) Because I said, you said you were uncomfortable. Why were you uncomfortable? And then you didn't answer me.
1: (laughs) Because. Wait
0: a minute. What made you uncomfortable?
1: Because she kept telling him to call her. She kept calling him her baby boy. Oh, and she she was like, "Who am I? Who am I?" And he kept saying his mommy or something. I mean, I got oh. uncomfortable. It was weird.
0: Well, see, I wonder if that's why she's upset. Not that she said that she had sex with him, but because of the way they're depicting their sexual relationship.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, she's yeah, the had, actual person. I mean, she's only had sex with the sweet guy, uh, you know, off in the other room that everybody knows about. But um, it's a very dreary. Yeah. Dreary show. How's the acting? The acting is very good. Benicio de Toro, I used to think that you could never understand a word he said. Uh-huh. But you understand what he's saying. <laughs> it might be that he was acting previously. And I think so, because that one movie where he was just, like, mumbling the whole time. I don't know what movie that Usual was. Usual Suspects. I could never But understand.
0: that's, like, a gimmick in the movie is that you can't understand what he's saying.
1: Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's that's the way he always does. <laughs> anyway, um, I he he does depict the dude very well, as far as I can tell. Uh-huh. I mean, it's very creepy. Yeah, when you think about a prison, I I mean, I always thought prison walls and there's you know bunkers or whatever, and with their cages, with cells their just cells. I'm sorry, with their cells, <laughs> uh-huh. everything gets locked up at night. Whatever. No, no TVs, no nothing in their rooms, but these guys, there's like this whole outdoor yard with different levels, and there's, yeah. you know, they have outdoor fires, and yeah. keep warm, and... It's a little bit more independent than you imagined. Yeah, and Benicio is kind of like the head honcho, things have to go through him, he has this relationship with one of the guards, and I don't know, anyway, there was, a, then when it ended last night, it was, um, he saw that there was a place in the prison near his room where you could... Um, kind of, like, there could be an escape.
0: What do you think about the accents?
1: Uh, I didn't... The only ones I really noticed were the husband and wife, mm. and they were... You um, mean Patricia Arquette and his and the person yeah, playing her husband? Yeah, I mean, they are really, really... I'd like to know... I mean, I know how Patricia Arquette talks, like, in real life on def- other shows. Uh-huh. This... I mean, she is just totally a different person.
0: But the idea is that they're trying to mimic sort of, like, an... Uh, Vermont, New York accent. Vermont, New York accent.
1: So do you think they do it well? You know, maybe because I'm from here, I don't really notice it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard people critique it and say that it sounds Midwestern. I like don't... Fargo.
1: Yes, definitely. Which like, is not correct. Yeah, when I think of Fargo, I think of that lady in Fargo and the way she talks. Don't you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot like that. I mean, her husband, if I was him, I'd be pissed at how I was, I was depicted because... I mean, kind of an idiot. Yeah. So I wanted to read a little bit about who these people
0: were. Richard Matt was convicted for murder in 1997 for killing his boss. He broke his neck with his bare hands. Nice. And then dismembered the body and threw the parts into a river and fled to New York State to avoid capture. What? After fleeing, uh, Matt crossed the US Mexico border and entered the city of Madame Moros. On 1998, he murdered Charles Arnold Perot, an American engineer. Matt and Perot were in a bar, and when Perot went to the restroom, Matt stabbed him nine times in the back and abandoned him in the abdomen in an attempt to rob him of $300. And he was convicted of murder. And was extradited back to the United States uh, from Mexico for that. And so that's him. He's shifty. Huh? He's very shifty in the movie. Yeah, he's clearly, like, not a good guy. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And then then David Sweat, or Sweet, I'm assuming it's Sweat. Okay, so in 2002, David Sweat, his cousin and a third man, murdered Broom County Sheriff's deputy Kevin J. Tarsia, according to this news report, um... Tarsi had just become, come upon them in a theme park Or in a park Where they were unloading firearms They had looted from a, one vehicle And loading them into another um, Which was Sweat's car The three men tried to hide But as Tarsi has shown his flashlight around the scene He found them Sweat, who was holding a loaded gun in one hand And an unloaded in the other Claims that the police officer Reached for his firearm As he did Sweat drew his weapon first And shot him 22 times
1: 22 times? Yeah But only one
0: built bullet penetrated Tarsia's body armor, and he went down. But he was still struggling and reaching for his gun, and he remained alive. Oh, Sweat then ran over Tarsia several times with his car, which his defense attorney claims he did out of panic. He was still alive after that. And then the other guy picked up Tarsia's firearm and shot him twice in the face at point-blank range and killed him. Good Lord. So that is why those two men were in prison. Probably a good place for them. And... Sorry, you know, no. I mean, it is clearly a good place for them to be. Um, yeah. So I'm curious if the show is going to try and depict them in any way as like, you know, sometimes when you watch shows like that, the bad guys kind of you would kind of root for the bad guys. I don't think I
1: would root for these guys. I don't think you could. I can't root for anybody right now because <laughs> they're all just you know dark in, bad in, in a dark place. Yes. Yeah. They are in Siberia.
0: Yeah. Well, so do you think you'll keep watching it? No. <laughs>
1: Why? I don't... Because it's just too depressing. It's depressing. It's dark and gloomy. Does it I make mean, you feel bad about where we live? No. no, It doesn't make me feel bad about that. Because we don't really live there. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the town is just very run down. I think the big thing in there is the prison. Yeah. You know, to work at the prison or whatever. And, God, you know, suck. somebody has to do it. But, oh, man. It was... It was... I It was a Debbie Downer. Yeah. There was no hype... You know, and I know how the story ends, so yeah. uh, You know, I'm okay with that watching. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I hear you.
0: I'm curious just to see how they're depicting. You know, uh, we grew. I, you know, I grew up in northern Vermont. Yeah. Very near to where all this takes place, and you know, the people that ran the local, you know, mom and pop grocery store. And I was talking to Sarah about this, Mm -hmm. and like, you know, the Showtime video and stuff. These were people like this. You know. Yes. Um, Yes. And we, it is, you know, and we could have very much been that kind of people, you know, if it was just like a, a different decision or turn in your life, and you—that's that you, who you would have been, you know, right? So. Who's to say we're not now? Well, yeah, I—I I, I don't think we are, just based on our accents. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we definitely don't, don't sound know. like we're from I the might, Midwest. I mean, I think it would—it's interesting to watch. There is a lot of you know references to Burlington, you know this area or whatever, yeah. and it's kind of cool to see. Yeah. But I just wish it was in a you know more lighthearted movie. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But I mean, it did keep us kind of on the edge of our seats for when it happened. It was a how big long news it story. Took
0: them to catch them. That cool. whole like true crime fad was going on too, where people you know it's still going on, where people are just like obsessed with true crime, and so yeah, this was like a real life story happening right yeah. next door.
1: Well. I mean, who didn't think they might hop a ferry? They could have. They could have. It was a Vermont Border Patrol agent who ended up... Taking care of business. Yeah,
0: we won't really reveal any spoilers if you don't know the story, but... No. Some business did get taken care
1: of. But I don't know. I guess if you're, you know, snowed in one day... Yeah. Got nothing else to watch. I mean, I might watch it. I might finish watching it. I don't know. It is also
0: nominated for Best Television Limit Series or Motion Picture. Did I already say that? Mm-hmm. I just was trying to see if any of the actors, like Benicio Del Toro, or
1: It just made me uncomfortable with... Uh, I felt really bad
0: for uh, Tilly.
1: Yeah. You well, know, that not, makes sense. Yeah. I mean... I'm not so re- none of
0: the guys are nominated. Paul Dano or Benicio Del Toro are both not mm-hmm. nominated. I think that's just because this year, there was just like, a lot of other of those kinds of things. Like the assassination of Gian- Gianni Versace came yeah. out this year. Um, a Very English Scandal is another miniseries that's coming out. Sharp Objects.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so it's there was right a bunch of those sort of Patrick Melrose. There were a bunch of those little mini series things going on this year. So it's hard to get a
1: nomination in, but Patricia Arquette did get nominated. So she deserves it, even just from that one episode. Mm. I mean, the way she transformed herself is yeah. amazing. Cool. So watch it if you want. I'll give it a you know, I'll give it a. It'll hat. bum you out.
0: It'll. Be, it's a Debbie Downer. Yeah. So uh, what are we going to talk about next week? Any ideas?
1: Or two weeks from now? <laughs> Um, maybe we'll talk about the Golden Globes. Oh, yeah. We could do that. We could do that, or I could find something a little more lighthearted to watch on TV. Monica said she's starting to watch this show called Seven Days Out. Oh, yeah. I've heard about that. I don't know. Is this your list of shows you want to watch? Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. I mean... I've been watching, um, the show Shits Creek... Oh yeah, I meant to watch that too. I, I just to love it so day. much. And talk about lighthearted—that is a funny, happy
1: show. So I might watch a couple episodes of Schitt's Creek. Who knows? Sure. And we have a request to do a Twin Peaks. Uh, Twin Peaks, but I don't know if I can go you down know that what? road.
0: I've been trying to like watch shows that people have been telling me to watch that I haven't watched. So if, like, I'm getting through Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and you know, I watch Sense Eight and all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never watched Twin Peaks, and I guess maybe it's time for me to like sit down and actually watch it. The first one? Yeah. Oof. Who married? Who murdered Laura Palmer?
1: Yeah, I don't think I could watch it again. It scared the crap out I'm of me. I'm not telling you. You have to watch it. I'm saying okay. that I should watch it. Well, um, more power to you. Maybe you could do a recap. <laughs> Maybe.
0: Anyway, do you have a word of wisdom?
1: I don't really. <laughs> you know, I've just been. Uh, I've been busy with the holidays. My brain has been on sleeper mode. <laughs> No, uh... Which is different from other times, because... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not funny. But, you know, let's do Word of Wisdom. Be kind. Love the one you're with. That's a good one. And family is everything. Oh, good. That's Word of Wisdom enough for me. Okay, great.
0: Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. I hope we weren't a snore. <laughs> All right. Bye. Now... Well, okay, we were just about to start the outro, we just ended the episode, and Mom threw her hands up in the air and said, we forgot to tell everybody about the big thing, so... <laughs> it's big! Go, it's big! Go ahead and tell them, Mom.
1: Well, <laughs> Rachel posts stuff on Instagram with our, what the show is gonna be about and everything. Follow us on Instagram at TV with my mom. Yes, and... She called me the other night after she had posted that day. She called me at like 10 o'clock at night. And she said, John Legend liked our Instagram post. I mean, this is one step closer to Chrissy Teigen Teigen and the wide world of fame. Yeah, I know.
0: Christmas episode was about the legendary Christmas, the John Legend Christmas special that was on NBC. Posted about it on Instagram. And we got a like from. And it wasn't
1: just a guy running his account. It was the guy.
0: It, it very well might have been, because he posts a lot of stuff about his family and his stories and stuff, so it feels it like he him. manages his own account. I think
1: it was him. I'm going with that. I'm going with it with him. him. That's fine. So we did a little thank you on Twitter. We did.
0: So thanks, John Legend, for
1: liking our Instagram. Ugh. Made my evening. It made my Christmas. <laughs> Can we do the outro now? Yep. All right.
0: listening to TV with my mom. Once again, I don't know what I say here. (laughs) (laughs) What we say is... You can follow us on Instagram at tvwithmymom John Legend likes us So you should too (laughs) You can also follow us on Twitter at tvwithmom and on Facebook at tvwithmymom and you can also email us at
1: tvwithmymom at gmail.com That's the only part I know
0: And you can rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts Give us a like Give us a rating It would really help us out Please do So that more famous people can find our podcast Oh my god It was so (laughs) exciting Who do we want to thank this week? We want to thank John Dodson and his musical repertoire And and we would like to thank Diane Sullivan Thorson for her artistic repertoire. Artistic repertoire. Repertoire. Right. I said it wrong. And is there a secret listener of the week you want to shout out? Oh,
1: yes. Have a good day, Monica. All right. Bye, everybody.